Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Blue and Gray, where I talk about the blue and gray moments in life with the sprinkle of K-pop. Today, we are going to talk about all things K-pop. But before we start this episode on K-pop and my journey with it, I do want to bring light to the situation of the rise of Asian hate crimes. And yes, I will leave links for you all to be able to donate or spread awareness. It is still happening and I am still in a weird place with my emotions where I feel very hurt and sad, but at the same time, so mad and disgusted about the people that are doing these things, such cruel actions. On a lighter note, we are going to talk about K-pop. So you all know that this podcast is named after a K-pop song. Literally, it's named after BTS's Blue and Grey from their new album, B, which is Grammy nominated. And let me tell y'all, they deserve the Grammys, but nope. Grammys just use them for clout. I have no reason to believe that they didn't. They didn't even win, but they deserve that win. No hate to the people who won, but like, let me tell you, BTS deserves that for sure. But whatever, Grammys, scammies, let me tell you, it's all a real thing. But yes, this podcast was actually inspired by BTS's Blue and Grey song because the English lyrics of when V was singing in, I believe, Soup, that's the show they were on it was on episode five it was like a little snippet and the lyrics were where's my angel i'm sick and tired of everything someone come and save myself because i can't take it anymore everywhere i go everywhere i see can you look at me and say i'm looking free every time i cry every time i smile can you look at me because i'm blue and gray i just want to be happier baby don't let me go i feel tired in the winter sky wish i could be stronger these were lyrics that he felt he was gonna give up but he pushed through and honestly v isn't my ultimate bias i love him but it's you know like you have a bias and but this song like it stood out to me well a while back the song that stood out to me is love myself from bts but this one was just it came at the right time like i am someone that has no direction currently i ended up at a k-pop store right now but you know it's just i'm still trying to find that direction and at time like i want to give up i always do to be honest like at when i am having my anxiety attack it's just like wouldn't it just be easier if i just gave up and i would feel a little bit more free i can breathe a little more but this song has just given me a sense of peace in a sense that you know people like him he's a human too even though you know millions of people love him (laughs) i have like seven it's fine but that's not the point it's just i really like the song and i'm glad that i turned it into something that I can share my story, my experience, and just things with you all. Um, and even though like this is my experience and everything, I'm glad that I incorporated K-pop. K-pop is something that I have been very passionate about since I was nine. That is back in 2008, I believe. Yes, 
And I was really skeptical about K-pop because I was like, I'm Vietnamese. I don't know Korean. Why would I listen to Korean music? But I was nine years old, you know, anything that was catchy, I, I listened to it. Um, so I've been with K-pop for a very long time. I've been listening to them. It was 2008 till now, I would say. So it's over 10 years. I am 22 currently. So 9 to 22. All my years, I've listened to K-pop more than I've listened to English music, apparently. Um, I was that kid that switched from Disney Channel straight into K-pop. So yeah, it, it was a very big chunk of my life, a very big influence in my life. My first k-pop concert was actually this free one it was like a festival one where shiny sistar i believe 2pm and infinite was there i can't really remember the rest uh, I, I believe dynamic duo was there if y'all know who that is but yeah and then my first official concert was 2pm go crazy in la i was a freshman in high school and then it was 2 no, and then it was BTS is the Red Bullet in LA. So I've been with BTS since day one. Let me tell you, 2013 June they debuted. I was there. Okay, I am a fan. I am a stan since a long time before this all happened. I'm very passionate about what I'm talking about because it's just weird that back then. It would be something that I would be embarrassed when they're like, oh, like, what do you listen to? What's your favorite type of music? I would be like, uh, on the radio, like something like, you know, like whatever they're playing on the radio, you know, like, I don't even know the songs on the radio. To be honest, like talking about the people who sing, I barely know like the artists that are like popular right now. Like I only know because of TikTok and uh, yeah. That's basically it. Honestly, I was that kid that loved Big Time Rush, Jonas Brothers. And I, I mean, till now, like when they reunited, of course I love Jonas Brothers. I wasn't all that, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wasn't into all those boy bands, like the American one. I was always into K-pop and it was always such an embarrassing thing when I was a kid because people made fun of K-pop. Like people who made fun of K-pop also made fun of anime. But I actually never watch anime, so I, I can't speak on that. But like, it was like as if we were grouped into different things because we didn't listen to something that was in quote unquote American. It's weird if you were listening to something else. So yeah, and like the best, like the most common question is that why are you listening to something that you don't understand? Honestly, like if you don't know what they're saying, read the lyrics. They translated into English, or you can learn the language. You know, 10 years of K-pop and 10 years of K-dramas has taught me the basics to understand Korean in a sense. Not fluent, can't probably speak to anyone, but you know, I can figure out what you're trying to say sometimes. But yeah, I definitely had a phase of being like, wow, why can't I be like that? Why am I this type of Asian? I grew to, you know, like I was nine of course like there was like a lot of like thinking and self-realization of course today i am proud to be vietnamese i'm proud to be vietnamese american and i am very proud that i love k-pop because it's it is great to love k-pop and look at it just because we're in quarantine all of a sudden k-pop become became popular like why wasn't it popular before why did i have to hide to be able to listen to k-pop Honestly, I am glad that it's up and, you know, an ongoing. BTS is doing great. All the other groups are amazing. I have been with K-pop since Shiny debuted. Yeah, they debuted in 2008. Yes, 
yeah so i love shiny i don't know if the new k-pop stands know who shiny even is but yeah there is a lot of groups that have been disbanded and a lot of new groups that are you know up and coming but yeah i just wanted to say that k-pop has influenced a lot of me and definitely has helped my mental health immensely you know when people listen to music to like you know distract your anxiety or just to calm yourself and it's very therapeutic and when i am going through those phases i listen to ballads i listen to k-pop ballads like 2 a.m back then was the prime time and the well it actually is a group but it's also a time but i will listen to 2 a.m at 2 a.m because how cliche and cheesy that is you know high school was not a fun time and i was very very sad at that time too my first ever depressive episode actually happened in high school and yeah listening to music and just reading the lyrics it i empathized with it i understood it and somehow it relaxed me for that three minutes however long that song is it helped me for three minutes and all I needed in those three minutes was to breathe and that's what it did for me so I am proud to even like say that I love k-pop and being able to work at a k-pop store yeah I do sales yeah yeah like you know but it's not like I work there every day I work there two days a week come visit me if you are in the area but yeah I am very happy to walk into the store my manager and I are getting you know closer to each other we're talking a little more he's very nice and love him but it's just great to just be surrounded by things that i enjoy looking at and music that i can play in the store like whatever music i want to play but it's k-pop and like i genuinely love being there like i like being there even though i was tired or you know standing for five hours straight it's still so fun to just look around and just walk around and see k-pop stuff like i don't know it's just that feeling of being like oh this makes me content even though you know i'm not like making like thousands of dollars like it truly showed me that money isn't the true meaning of success or happiness even though like this is just a little distraction for me to like figure out in my life i'm glad that i fought for this position and uh be to be you know working at a k-pop store but Back to this whole like episode of why I am so passionate about K-pop is that I live 20 minutes away from Mark Twan. Let me tell you who Mark Twan is. Mark Twan is a K-pop star. He is a K-pop idol. He's not Korean, but he's from a group called GOT7. And he went to a high school that is literally 20 minutes away from me. And GOT7 recently left JYP and he's back in the state. My friend is dating his brother. My friend is his friend. My friend's brother works for him. But why my 22 years of existence living in the same city? Not same city, same county? City? Same area as him. And I have never ever met him. Not to be crazy and like stalkerish or anything. It's just like a normal thing. Cause like, like it's a, a thing here and it's not like I'm like, oh my god, like, I- I'm gonna, like, camp outside and, like, meet him. Like, no, I'm just waiting for ch- a chance to just, like, you know, bump into him one day and be like, hi. But, like, 
I just honestly I just want to say hi to him oh my gosh like it's so weird to be to know that there is someone that is a k-pop star living in the same area as you it it's so it's like mind-blowing that I because like at first it's like oh like yeah he came from my area and but he's in korea but now he's back and he's doing things in like you know the states in la it's it's just like wow like he's he's here like i can run into him on any day but you know with covid and everything i can't even go out so technically i still can't run into him to him but it's a thing hey i i wish i you know i just wish i actually have been to a concert of them their first concert in LA back in 2017 I believe that's when I went to their concert or before that but they're amazing they're doing great things each one of them have amazingly godly talents and I just wow yeah I I have no other words to talk about this besides just be sad that I can't ever meet him and somehow I'm always one degree away from him which is sad. Speaking of k-pop, I actually started posting a lot of k-pop related things on tiktok and that's when it started my platform started to grow even though I'm not like famous like I don't have thousands of followers literally like you know a couple people but if y'all want to follow my tiktok i do post a lot of k-pop content and me reacting to a lot of k-pop things on tiktok which is very amazing the edits on tiktoks are very mind-blowing like they are so cute with like the music and everything and to add on to that i wanted to talk about um my ultimate biases and my bias records and all that my ultimate bias if y'all want to leave a comment i don't know how you do this on podcast but let me know who your ultimate bias is but mine is chungkook amazing godly golden maknae i love him and my bias record for ultimate bias is mark twan so y'all can tell where i am getting this from and then cha Unwu, of course the true beauty to everyone's heart but yeah that's the three love of my life and it's so weird to like see the k-pop generation changes like literally i think got seven was the end of k-pop third gen so k-pop there's like generations so first gen second gen third gen fourth gen this is like the fourth gen that we are listening to i am not that knowledgeable about fourth gen because well one they are all very young like kids i actually feel old now even though yeah i'm 22 and it's not that old but i am older than all the groups that are coming out they're literally like 15 16 17 like they're kids and when i got into k-pop i was younger than them so like when i was younger than them like liking the k-pop stars they're like you know a little older chungkook is literally one year older than me and mark twan is five years like that's a lot but like at the same time like that's not a big gap like the biggest gap i can like even find is like 12 years i believe like 10 to 12 years around there because like 2 p.m tech young he's like 10 years older than me nick coon 10 years older like yeah like that's when i was a kid looking at them like oh yeah like you know idolizing them and then now it's just like i'm old and like these are like little babies but no they're 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 great it's just that i am more knowledgeable about the end of first gen until the beginning of fourth gen i am glad that i have i've been on the scene for a long time to even know the different gens so the end of first gen i would say it's around the shiny era with super junior 
Big Bang 21 that era and then you know second gen is all of them plus Sistar for a minute Kara Tiara there's a lot of groups like Beast and Black Infinite Yukis literally I'm naming all these groups I don't even know if any one of y'all know who they even are but these are the bands that I fell in love with the band that I ultimately fell in love with was Boyfriend and Boyfriend released a song called Boyfriend their fandom is best friend <sighs> but they died down and they never actually saw like the peak. They're from the same company as Monster X. So it was Sistar and Boyfriend and then Monster X came along. But it's just, you know, Boyfriend never got that fame and all that. But they were an amazing group. I love them and I still do. And it's 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 sad to see that it was a thing. And I think their rival at the time was B1A4. Great group too. Like, it was just, and they had variety shows back then. And it's just, some variety shows are still existing. Like, Running Man is still here. And, but like, back then they would have like, you know, like, quiz. There was, there's quiz now, but there's like this one variety show back then. And I don't know. It's just like, I can see the K-pop gens changing. K-pop fans. It's more diverse now. And it's great. And let me tell you about the fandoms. I've been to, I would say, almost 10 concerts so far. Three of them being BTS, but dude, concerts are a whole new level. Like, there are so many people, and I'm glad that it's very diverse and K-pop is all that. I love the fans that stand in line and you make friends right away. And I do not appreciate the fans who are very, very obsessive and possessive of towards their idol. Like, they, there are some that get on my nerves in the line and everything, but for the most, a majority part of the line where, like, you know, when you stand in line to get into the K-pop concert, usually when people have um, tickets that are, like, closer pit tickets they come earlier because it's like first come first serve and like you you stand wherever you come as the first person so i would i usually get tickets for like the second pit so usually i have to come early too so that's where i make friends and it's great like i still talk to the people that i made friends with i used to follow them on instagram we talk here and there about like you know k-pop and like the new groups and like the up and coming like k-pop concerts and if we're gonna go and if we're gonna see each other again it's great like everyone has that one common thing is k-pop and literally you could start any conversation like what group do you like who do you like from that group why do you like that person what have you seen from this group what's your favorite song like there's so many things we're gonna talk about but surprisingly i have yet to go to k-con i think k-con looks very very scary to me because there's so many people like so many people and i think because now we're in co quarantine and everything i just like imagine like just being there now that's crazy but I, I think also like I just never had the chance or the opportunity to go. I always pick like solo concerts over like a whole convention. But I do want to see how KCON is one day when everything is safe and you get to go out and live like a normal kind of life again. But yeah, I'm getting my second vaccine dose tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, which is March 31st. Tomorrow, today I'm recording on March 30th. But I don't know, podcasts are a whole new level. I never thought that it would be this hard to talk to myself for a very long time, but it's a thing. It's a thing. I'm getting used to it, just like how I got used to vlogging, talking to a camera, looking at myself, and then how I got used to, you know, making TikToks and crocheting. Oh, I've been crocheting a lot. If y'all want to support me, literally just DM me on Instagram and 
I'll try to send something out. Lord, like literally, I I am trying my best with all the things I'm making, and it's really really helping my anxiety too. I will actually do an episode on things that I do to help my anxiety, and that's like probably a future episode. But this episode is all about k-pop i know that i've been into k-pop for a very long time there was a time that i like kind of fell out of k-pop which was surprising because i actually didn't know what music i liked when i wasn't listening to k-pop so i didn't end up listening to a lot of music that year and that was my second depressive episode of my life and i didn't know that it was depression that i had and it was a lot it was my second year of college that's when i had a fallout of k-pop if you may say i think i just didn't seek any music anymore i wasn't updated with the fans i just i just wasn't with it and it kind of like showed me that i might not like k-pop forever i don't know like i still listen to some songs but it's just that i remember specifically that moment in my life i just couldn't keep updated with the new songs i listened to the old songs and i watched some k-dramas here and there but for some reason i just couldn't keep up with the news and everything i didn't go and go to any k-pop concert that specific year even though i tried to buy a ticket for eric nam but yeah it just it wasn't for me so i wasn't always like a hardcore fan i think i'm very chill and mellow now that i just like k-pop and i know that i like k-pop and that's mm, the genre of music i listen to specifically i think the biggest thing in k-pop is the fandoms i don't know what fan i mean i call myself an army which i am but i'm also very very open to other groups with like the old group so of course i am a shao which is chinese group i am an xol i love xo too i yeah i think I am a multi-stan, but since, like, I love BTS for ever since they started to exist, so I would say I am an ARMY. I am also a multi-stan, but yeah, majority of the time, I follow up with BTS the most. But then within fandoms, there are toxicity, very, there's very toxic habits of being in a fandom, and I think every fandoms deal with that, but K-pop fans are a whole new level. There are also, um, was it Seisang fans, and they are truly evil like i have never seen someone so obsessed with an idol that would hurt them just for them to get to know like notice them as a fan it's it's weird it's very corrupted and it's weird to be honest i don't know that level of k-pop toxic side because i am here in america usually it happens in korea but even fans in general, they are very, mm, they're just very against each other. I feel like if you're a K-pop stan, it's just better just to be friends with everyone or just try to like everyone. I don't think you should go against each other. Like one group is better than the other. Like all of them, they work hard. They deserve more than what they like have right now because they really bust their ass off to perform dancing and they make very little in the beginning and they don't get a lot in return they don't have a lot of me time like literally i don't know when they take breaks and when they do take breaks like is it really a break like you're famous and you don't really have time you can't afford time like it's either you practice or you're out there and that's a lot on their mental health everything relates back to mental health and i think as much as they're trying to help other people's mental health through their music and 
influence and comfort people through their like songs and everything i also think that they are dealing with a great big load of stress of being an idol and being you know just someone that could have the power to be able to tell millions of people to do certain things that's the power that bts holds like literally and i'm glad that they use their platform to like do the movements of love yourself speak yourself like all those things are such a great thing for me to see happen as like an old k-pop fan how it's more than just music and it's more than just performance and concerts it's also meaningful and the message that they send out to their fans are very 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 deep and you know i'm pretty sure it touches a lot of people's heart and on the topic of mental health um we did lose quite a few idols due to bullying depression and just a lot of like things that you know i'm not them I would never know, but they have been a very big influence on a lot of people's lives. A lot of their fans um, still miss them. I do too. Shiny, OT, bye forever. Um, he was such a light and you know, you never know what goes into someone else's head besides your own until you walk their shoes. You don't know what they're going through and that we lost literally angels from, you know. But I'm... Um, very thankful to have seen Ellie's shiny as five during the festival I th- and I'm grateful to have gone to the concerts that I've been able to participate in and see in real life and every time I go to a concert literally after the concert I'm like I want to be a k-pop star I want to be a manager I want to be part of that life where I can like write a schedule and then they'll do it I'll be such a nice manager and or I can just be a k-pop star but then I look at myself like how am I gonna dance like what I do not have a voice for singing I barely have a voice for talking so um yeah your girl got no talent so k-pop star went out of the picture i always wanted to be a k-pop manager but you know things didn't really work out i'm here being a postgrad i have a degree in public health so i don't know about you but k-pop manager didn't really come true but it's okay we manifest that leave it there maybe when i grow old and you know some for some reason a plan comes through and i get to be a k-pop manager when i'm old i don't know But K-pop has, like I said, influenced me in a lot of ways and of course it introduced me to Korean food. I love Korean food because it's spicy and I love spicy foods. And of course I've always wanted to go to Korea and I actually was gonna go to Korea when I was in college because I wanted to study abroad and you know just enjoy my time there but nope. Miss Rona said nope everyone's being stay stay at home everyone has a stay at home order and uh here i am still didn't study abroad i am still having a little like goal maybe i should because i didn't major in education i still want to teach abroad and of course i want to teach in korea so i do think i need to be certified to teach abroad so that's a whole thing but you know everything is just up in the air and like nothing is solid but i do want to go to korea at least once in my lifetime so as you can see k-pop korean pop music has greatly had an impact on me on my childhood on my teens i can actually say that for all my teens i've been into k-pop and the only thing i've watched is k-pop music videos 
K-pop variety shows, Korean variety shows, Korean reality TV shows, Korean, I don't know, um, what's it called? Korean dramas. Like, that's a big thing right now, too. And I will save Korean drama for another episode because that's a whole new world and I, yeah, that's a lot to talk about. But this episode is focused on Korean pop music and how it influenced me and how I truly love it. A lot of respect for it. Still want to be a K-pop manager. So Mark Twan, please hit me up. But um, yeah, and hopefully one day I get to bump into him. I think that wraps up my journey with K-pop and just like maybe it'll come through a lot more, you know. I will make more episodes about K-pop and, you know, my thoughts on a lot of topics. But as of now, it's like an intro to what K-pop means to me. And I hope you all enjoy this episode of K-pop, mental health, how it affects me, Mark Twan, you know, and just my experience and love for it. So I know this episode is a lot, which means that I rambled a lot and it's like all over the place, but you know, still trying to get used to this podcasting thing whatever comes to my mind i'm just saying it so thank you so much for listening to episode two of blue and gray all things about k-pop what k-pop means to me mark twan please notice me (laughs) and i think that's all please rate comment rate comment five stars only all the streaming platforms should have my podcast by now so go listen to it there I'll talk to y'all in the next episode. Bye, y'all. Voice hug.